podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 239, The 100-Hour Pilot, Fulfilling a Lifelong Dream with Brian Brogen, coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Rosleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Welcome to the show about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Joining us today is Brian Brogen, author of The 100-Hour Pilot, Fulfilling a Lifelong Dream. You know, before we get started, a quick word from our sponsor. Take it away, Larry. Do you want to pursue a career in aviation as a pilot, air traffic controller, mechanic, or dispatcher? Or do you just want to earn that commercial or instrument rating, but you need help paying for it? The Aerospace Scholarships Guide at AviationCareersPodcast.com has over $50 million in available scholarships. Many of these go unused because people don't apply for them. For just $10, you'll receive a full-year subscription to the guide, which is updated monthly. Every scholarship is personally verified to make sure it's accurate and still available. More information is at AviationCareersPodcast.com. Thanks, Larry. The Don't forget on AviationCareersPodcast.com, the sponsor of this show, you can find scholarships, career coaching, and interview prep. We also are putting out some videos on the YouTube channel, same as this one, where we're actually helping you move forward in your career, doing things like the five simple steps uh, to creating your pilot resume. So check that out. By the way, if you watch it, there's a free gift at the end. Uh, you can actually get some free downloads for the scholarships, uh, excuse me, for the uh, resume. As far as the scholarships guide is concerned, we have 64 new scholarships. We have six updates and a new category, scholarships for adults, uh, based on what you have said, uh, because you really want to see more scholarships for folks that are adults. By the, and another thing, by the way, a good idea to look at those scholarships on an ongoing basis and sign up for email newsletters when you do look at these scholarships. I'll give you a great example. Just recently, uh, just today, uh, um, Airbus is giving away a 320 rating, but you have to apply within like two days of them announcing it. So it's best to get on everybody's email list on the scholarships. But imagine getting that and Airbus you know, type rating. And if you want to help people out, if you really want to help someone move forward in their career, think about becoming a patron of this podcast. You can click on the top right of the screen on Stuck Mike Avcast. What that does, what we do is this. We take every $10 that we raise through that, we give away one scholarships guide. And if you give us $10, we'll mention your name on the podcast and your business too. So make sure you check that out. We really appreciate all of our sponsors and, and the Patreons of this account. Given away this month, I think it's uh, five in the beginning of the month, and then we have a few more throughout the month. And uh, they go very quickly. If you want to get a free one, pay it forward is the coupon code. 
Also, like I said, with the YouTube channel, we did do a, v- a vlog of me flying to the landing strip in Okeechobee, Florida. Lots of fun. I uh, want to do more of them. Unfortunately, my plane is in the shop. And we're, once it comes out of the shop, I'll start uh, doing some more recordings of different places to go and different places to eat and how to fly there and how to taxi around, that type of thing. Just like we did there. Uh, I know in that video, it was kind of funny. I ran out of battery, but uh, well, we're learning. It's a new, it's a learning process for us. Now entering cruise flight. So on with the show. Uh, today joining us is uh, Brian Brogen. He's the author of The 100-Hour Pilot, Fulfilling a Lifelong Dream. Hey, Brian, welcome to the podcast. Man, it is so great to be here. I appreciate you having me on, Carl. Yeah, Brian and I, uh, we've known each other from the first time we met. Was it an AOPA uh, fly-in? It was at Peter O'Knight Airport, wasn't it? That's correct. <laughs> and that was fun. What an incredible thing they do at AOPA. And we had a lot of fun. And here we are in totally different industries coming together because of this one thing that we love, this avocation that we, we actually uh, are involved with. And that's, that's aviation. Well, Brian, I got to read the book. Um, you gave me a, an introductory copy. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. It really is is a, a wonderful book. I'm not going to give too much away, but if you're looking at getting into flying and you want to look at some of the, the struggles that you may be having and compare them to others, you know, Brian's been through it. So he actually is somebody who's incredibly passionate about aviation and many other things in his life. So without further ado, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about um, this whole 100-hour pilot, uh, the, the book, and how did your passion get ignited? Well, I tell you, I, the, my first recollection that I can actually remember is about a nine-year-old child. I'm standing out on the front porch, and I see an acrobatic plane flying, doing loop-de-loos, and just having a lot of fun. And, and I, with a great excitement, I run in to tell my parents about this airplane. And, you know, I just remember them being excited as well for me. And, and we came out and looked at the airplane. And then I, uh, Top Gun, I believe, came out probably around when I was 11 years old or so. And man, you know, everybody at, the, at that point wanted to be Tom Cruise with a set of aviator glasses and, and flying military jets. So so that's what really inspired me. I've always enjoyed it. My mom uh, put me in Civil Air Patrol at 12 years old and uh, got to learn a lot about aviation and about the military and got to volunteer for some fly-in. So they, they, we volunteered at Sun and Fun that year, and we also uh, volunteered for McDeal's uh, fly-in. And so that was just a great time in my early years, learning about aviation, loving aviation. In the Civil Air Patrol, you get an opportunity to fly the plane. So, so that was just really cool. So uh, you talked about Sun and Fun. I forgot to mention the two of us actually are not far from each other, are we? Uh, but we're kind of doing the social distancing thing. That's why we're, we're recording over the in- internet right now. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm born and raised in Polk County. Uh, we're fifth generation Floridian. So been here a long time. And every year we get to see the amazing event of Sun and Fun. We're going to miss it this year because of COVID-19. But I know they're doing some online things that people can appreciate. But Definitely want to get back to seeing those airplanes in the sky. You know, you actually were just blessed to be able to see all this happening out in your backyard. And throughout the year, you get to see some really cool airplanes. So uh, that that is something that sometimes we we look the, into the air and say, oh, there's airplane noise. We, we like the airplane noise, don't we? Absolutely. I, I can't not look up when I hear one. <laughs> you know, your, your passion ignited because of this, being close to, you know, sun and fun airports watching airplanes fly 
But I think you, along with many people, realize that this is a dream. Now it has to come down to brass tacks. I want to try it out. This is where a dream actually hits uh, hits reality, doesn't it? So tell us a little bit about the process of, of going through this and, and getting involved in actual aviation and flying. Yeah, so I, you know, I had this goal of becoming a uh, military pilot. Um, and then after, you know, spending 20 years in military, then becoming a commercial airline pilot and that fell through for me. I, I uh, my parents divorced when I was uh, 14 years old and went through a lot of rebellious years there, wound up attending five high schools, wound up in a youth home. So I had a very problematic teenage life. And, and then I, uh, Got into construction as a 17-year-old. Graduated high school a little early because I because I got in school at four years old, and I found construction, which I was looking for a job, but I found a very rewarding career. And aviation kind of went on the back burner. I still loved it, still enjoyed seeing airplanes, but I just went into construction and have had a successful career for about 25 years in construction, and so. At about, I don't know, 30, 35, I, I went back to the airport and said, how much does it cost to, to fly? How much does it cost to become a pilot? And, and looked at the, the cost and expenses and just decided at that moment in time, I wasn't ready for it. I have four children. So my wife and I have a, a daughter that's now 22 years old. We got twin boys that are 20. And then our youngest daughter is 17. So raising those children back when they were you know, kids didn't allow for a lot of extra expenses to, to get a pilot's license. But fast forward, and, and when I was 39 years old, I said, you know what? I want to check on this dream again, and, and maybe I can fulfill it before I turn 40. And so I went to the airport again. I, I looked at the cost and said, I think I can afford it at this time, and, uh, and dove in. Went, went immediately into the lessons and and I didn't get my license before I turned 40. I, I was able to solo before I turned 40. And then I got my license about six months after, after turning 40. And that's an incredible accomplishment, at least saying you got to fly an airplane by yourself at 40. And did you wind up flying at uh, somewhere close by as far as picking the place to fly? How did you go about that process? Yeah, so I spoke with several schools here in the local area. So I, so I definitely went to Lakeland first, I believe. And then I went to Bartow. And then I went to uh, down in Sun City, Waimama. There's a little grass strip there. And I went to Plant City. I, th I think I went to a total of five different fields and kind of interviewed them, found out about their school, talked with some of the instructors and was trying to find what what was the best fit for me. I settled on Bartow, so so I got my instruction at, at Bartow Flight School and uh, there at the Bartow Airport. When you decided to get into the flying, there was something else that came up, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Everybody has challenges in general. You had a few, and uh, there's a, a, a talking about overcoming you know adversity. Number one. You found out something about your eyes, didn't you? I did. So I uh, found out that I was color deficient. I, we, some people call it color blind. I think color blind may be where you don't see any color. I do see most colors, but I struggle with a few different colors. And so when I made the medical examiner aware of that, he had to check the box that limits night flying. And uh, so I was a little disappointed with that. I was like, man, I'll be limited to day flight only. 
However, after some research, I found out you can take a test administered by the FAA, which is a light gun signal test. I also learned that most control towers don't even know where the light gun is. That's how infrequently it gets used. <laughs> but they uh, <laughs> they found theirs and they uh, gave it. You have to get a hundred percent. The FAA instructor that, that came out, you know, had to come from a local FISDO. He, uh, he said, now, listen, you only get one shot at this. You get, I think it was 12 light signals and you have to see every color correctly. So they shoot a couple whites, they shoot a couple greens and you have to say that was white, that was green. That, and for me with my color blindness or color deficiency, there, there were very close. It, it, I had to struggle to, to strain to, to know the difference, but I did. I, I did pass with 100%. I started realizing the white was a distinct white, and the green was a little filtered that looked like white to me. Wow, that's interesting. Now, were you able to practice beforehand? We did. So I, uh, I, I went to... That's what I was alluding to. At Bartow, the controller didn't even know where his light gun was at. Ah. So we, we did a practice run with my instructor there. And then I'd go out at nighttime to the airport and, and watch this the the uh, beacon and try to distinguish between the two of them. And, I, and I, I finally realized I can see it, but it's not easy for me to see. I, when my wife or children were with me, they'd be, ob- oh, yeah, that's white and that's green. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I think it is. So you got past that, which was, uh, it It seems when it first happens, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. I'll never be able to fly. Uh, but really, it's something that isn't totally abnormal, is it? No, it's not. You know, I, I didn't realize this until I started investigating it. There, A lot of men have trouble with, with color deficiencies. So it's something that, hey, if you're facing this and you want to become a pilot, don't don't let it be the end of the world for you. It's something you can overcome. So there is truth to what my wife says. <laughs> like it. <laughs> so, you know, it's picking colors in the morning sometimes can be a challenge for me. But anyway, I don't think I have a color deficiency. That's another issue. <laughs> <I guess so. laughs> you know, the uh, as far as that being something that you had to overcome, as far as getting over this whole color deficiency, not knowing if you'd be able to fly again, was that the only thing that you ran up against while you were trying to learn how to fly? No, you know, of course, time, you know, if you're a busy person getting the, the time scheduled to be consistent, um, you know, if, if you wait and take everything I read, if you wait and take lessons weeks apart, you, you kind of lose what you you gain during instruction. So I did, had to commit that time and I had to make some sacrifices in order to to commit to the time. And so I was trying to go at least once a week and sometimes two times a week to meet my goals. And then the other thing, you know, I, I did not like stalls originally i didn't even want to hear about let's uh do do the no power stuff i really thought they shut the plane off i didn't realize they just pull the power back (laughs) (laughs) and so i was a little concerned with that and my instructor you know gave me some confidence there and said hey this there's it, it is something you need to be concerned with but you need to understand how you overcome that and, and the ways to look for places to land. And, and, and I've actually come to enjoy that, that whole gliding thing to realize the plane can fly without power. That's pretty cool. Now the stalls, I still, you know, those, that buffeting and, and the, the plane, you know, falling out of the sky, that, that's not something I enjoy. Um, I'm getting, getting learning to, to get better at that. The recovery, I really like to recover. So I, I try to recover pretty fast. 
Well, and in general, we try not to stall a normal flight. So it's really, I guess, when we're doing our flight reviews and doing training where you have to do a lot of stalls. It's not something we do all the time. Right. And for those that don't understand, it's basically you're exceeding the, the critical angle of attack. That's where the smooth airflow over the wing doesn't enable it to create enough lift to hold the aircraft in the air anymore. And then it uh, that stalls where you decrease the critical angle of attack and on the, you know, the that's it. And, and it's just something that is really simple to do. And if you don't call a stall, I think it would be a better, I wish we wouldn't use that term uh, because it confused you, didn't it? You know, we're stalling <laughs> the engine. <laughs> so one of the things that I think is really important about you is that you really have come, uh, you know, not just the rating itself, but you've um, overcome quite a bit of adversity through your life, especially when you first decided to get into the flying and aviation. So this book is not only about uh, a pilot and uh, learning how to fly. It's about, it's truly about not giving up on your dream and your dream of flight. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, you know, I wrote it and I, I did have people that wanted to learn about aviation in mind. And then I also do some leadership training on the side for my side hustle. And a, a friend of mine, that's a leadership guru. He said, Brian, this is a leadership book. And I took a pause and I was like, what do you mean? He said, this is about fulfilling a lifelong dream. Everybody wants to fulfill a lifelong dream. And so this is is a great encouragement. So I've I've started actually using it uh, as a as a basis for a real true something someone's done that that we can talk about fulfilling a lifelong dream. And and so it's uh, it's been good. I've I've got a lot of encouragement through that. And, and as you allude to, you know, I, I failed my first exam. So I, uh, I on my flight review, not flight review, but my uh, exam for the flight. I, I failed it. And uh, so I had to go back down and, and reconfigure and, and think about how, what did I do wrong? What can I do better? You know, you're always nervous with, with any kind of exam. And so I uh, just kind of, and it, you go through that thought process of, man, can I even do this? And you, you want to give up. The, the natural thing is say, you know what, this was fun. I'm going to give up. But and yeah, that second part says, no, I really want to achieve this goal. I'm going to push through, I'm going to do a recovery plan, and I'm going to get back on track to make this happen. And that's what I did. How did you do that? I know that's part of the book, but uh, that, it must have been a while to get back uh, on the horse that threw you, I guess is the best way to say it. Well, for me, I, uh, I think I was back on the horse in a couple of days. I, I, wanted, I wanted it really bad. So, so that, that, did, that dis, uh, defeat didn't last long. I, I, it was probably for that night that I was like, man, you gotta be kidding me. This is so hard. How do you do this? And then the next day I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. And one of the things that I had to do was quit relying on my instructor so much. So for those that take flight lessons and, and I even say this book's about reminiscing about your, your flight experience. So old pilots that have done this, they might want to check back in and say, yeah, that was pretty cool. That even happened to me. But anyhow, the, I realized when I'm landing and just the, the voice cues from the instructor would help me land or that slight nudge on the yoke that, you know, sometimes the instructor helps you with, but that instructor's not there with you on the day of your examination. So you got to really rely on yourself. So I scheduled some, some solo flights and, and got more confidence in myself and my ability to, to fly within the parameters of the, of the exam. That's apropos in aviation, but also in many other aspects of our life, isn't it? That's exactly right, man. Just just get there and 
realize you do have control of the situation. You know, you're, you don't need to be completely dependent on others. You need others to help you and you need their guidance, but at some time you got to sprout your wings and fly. So Brian, how did you come up with the title hundred hour pilot? So I hear a lot in our, you know, in the aviation community. And I talk about the flying community in the book that, the 200 hour mark is where you finally it clicks and you just feel more experience and, and those type of things. And, and I, I, I believe when I get there, I'm going to feel that way. Um, when I was looking at, for books during my training, I found a lot of technical books, but I didn't find many books that talked about the experience. So this, this idea came to me probably around 85, 90 hours and I thought, you know, when I get to the 100-hour mark, I want to write about my experience. And I've kept a journal from from probably about six months in. I started keeping a journal, and I used my logbook to refresh my memory for the things when I first started my flight training. And so I used that that log as as the book. So it didn't take me 100 hours to become a pilot. Some Some pilots may think that when they see the title. I was right at 67 or so hours when I became a pilot, and uh, I, I didn't hit that 40-hour mark that is the minimum, uh, as most people don't. So don't – if you're going to go for flight training, you know, if you hit that milestone, awesome for you. But if you're budgeting and planning, you probably want to plan a little more hours than that. And uh, But right now, I'm at about 114 hours of flight time, so that that's the reason for the title of the book. So – you're at that hundred hours or over that hundred hours now. And, uh, you know, I always say between a hundred, 200 hours, uh, we start getting a, a little bit overconfident in certain things. And I'm sure there's some things that you're very confident in with the airplane that you weren't in the beginning. Yeah, that's true. So some things have now become muscle memory, but I, uh, I, I still use my checklist thoroughly. I, you know, I want to make sure I'm, I'm checking things out. I don't want to get complacent with that. Our mutual friend, Bob Knight here local that used to be the chairman of Sun and Fun, he and I got to fly together. We did work for him with his business. He's in the industrial marketplace like we are. And so we, we were a subcontractor to Bob Knight. And I got to fly with him numerous times to job sites. And I went to see him while I'm getting my license and I, and I was talking with him. He said, you know, if I don't fly for three weeks, I feel like a new pilot. I said, Bob, does that ever, I guess that never goes away then. Cause I still feel that way. And, and, and he's, you know, been flying for over 50 years. And so you just can't get complacent. We need to make sure we're following those checklists. Most of the accidents that I see reported, if you look at the, the stats, a checklist would, would have corrected many of those items so and, and prevented the accident from happening. So that's what I want to be good about, man, is staying on that checklist and, and keeping my mind engaged. I think the checklists are very important. I think uh, not getting complacent. And what he said, Bob said, uh, is very true. I mean, I if I go more than a week without flying an airplane, I feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I can tell I'm not quite as sharp as I was before. There's certain skills that really decrease, especially if you're someone listening that's thinking about becoming an instrument pilot. Those are skills that actually can, you know, atrophy very quickly. So I, I highly recommend if you're going to go fly instruments, you know, set some really strong limitations and get out there. I fly with a lot of uh, airline pilots that own small airplanes, and they have some very strict, uh, you know, as far as minimums in the smaller airplanes, uh, that's for sure, in their own single-engine aircraft. You know, 
as far as the book is concerned, one of the things that I think a lot of people can take away is a lot of uh, learning lessons, both in life uh, and also in flying. So what can people learn from actually reading this book? Well, I like to, you know, I tell people that I got my, my chapter titles at like two o'clock in the morning. One morning I, I was awake, wide awake, and this came to me and I typed it all in my phone and then I filled the pages with that. But, but, as we talk about the student, that's the person. So whether it's a student pilot or a student learning something in college or a student learning about life, the person, and that's you or me. And then the airplane is the tool. You know, you got to have tools in life to, to make a success. Uh, the instructor, you got to have people that, that are willing to teach you and that you can learn from. You got to have a place established that, for this book. It's the airport in life. It could be college. It could be your career, whatever you're doing to learn. You got to have a place to do that. And and just the people, you know, I love the flight community. I, I met you through this community. Uh, so you can meet a lot of great people that can help you and advance you in life. And it's just, there's a lot of nuggets in here that, that you can take away if you want to become a pilot, again, you can learn from my mistakes and hopefully you don't make the same mistakes. Uh, you're going to make some mistakes. You need to know that as well. And, and don't, uh, don't give up on the, on the journey because of, because of a mistake. Every, every pilot that's ever become a pilot made some mistakes during his journey. And, and you're going to learn some of the FAA requirements. Uh, so those are the type of things you can learn from the book. It, it, I enjoyed writing it and I hope the readers will, will, will like reading it. You know, one of the things I really enjoy about it is embracing the things that you have challenged with any mistakes. I mean, I have, you know, well over 15,000 hours and I still make mistakes, and, but I have to embrace them and, and try to learn from those. No matter if you have 15 hours, 15,000, you're constantly learning. And that's, I think, one of even, you know, you're at a little over 100 hours. I think you've realized that and there's some great insight uh, in the book because of that. And I, th I really recommend anybody, it's a short read. It's not that long. Uh, you can, as a matter of fact, I think I read it like, in, in one night or one and a half nights, something like that, but couldn't put it down because as I was reading it, it start, I'd started going through my own journey as far as flying. So even if you're someone who's already has their license, I recommend you reading this because you'll also learn something. It'll also, not only that, may, maybe make you a little nostalgic for that original airport that you used to, used to fly out of and, and then bring you back to, to your roots of aviation, maybe inspire you somewhat. Um, but, you know, you talked about people. And that's one of the main ways that this has truly changed my life is the people I've been able to meet through aviation. What, what other ways has aviation changed your life, Brian? Well, I'm a, uh, by profession, I'm a project manager and I, and I see the parallels with, with piloting an airplane and, and all the decision making that has to go on and, and the change management, if you will, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have things that wasn't part of your flight plan that come up, and you got to make adaptive changes to to keep your mission, whatever your mission is, on track. So that's been very helpful to me. Uh, when we talk about the community, like you said, just meeting new people that that are in aviation, there's some very successful people that that are part of the aviation community that you get to meet because you have something in common. But not only that, a lot of people like to talk about it, whether they're in aviation or not, flying an airplane is, is, is a big deal. 
to a, a lot of people. And so they like to talk about it. So it's a great conversation starter. Uh, oh, wow, you're a pilot type stuff. It, it's just helped me uh, to, to break some down of my barriers w- with communication and, and have an opportunity to talk about something that I'm passionate about. So aviation really is something that will help you in many ways and in many aspects of your life. It also is something you can get enjoyment from. You know, it's, it's a win-win situation, isn't it? It sure is, man. It's a lot of fun, <laughs> and uh, you know, seeing the clouds, see, seeing the uh, the sunsets. Uh, there's just so much from that that pilot's perspective. And then, if you get to be a passenger, you get to see the same thing. So, just aviation is a great thing to be a part of. And when you go to these fly-ins and get to meet all these different people, and and there's it's there's so many different types of pilots. You know, there's 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 the guy that's flying the the little cub and. St- sticking rags and duct tape in places that I wouldn't fly, but they, that's the way they do it uh, up to these, you know, just jet fighter pilots that are very meticulous and, and flying 18 inches apart uh, with precision. Uh, it's just the community is filled with, with everything from A to B, A to Z. It's a large community. It's a large tent. And uh, we highly recommend if you're not involved and you're listening to this and you haven't started flying, please come in. And uh, we'd love to have you on board the aircraft and love to ha- have you here and at the Stuck Mike Avcast. Listen and try to get inspired. I know some of the folks that are listening right now have gone through the same challenges and they've had to give up for a little while. have had to take a little time out from aviation. This is a great way to keep yourself involved by reading books and listening to podcasts and listening to people like Brian, who are really inspirational when it comes to life and also flying in general. Hey, Brian, is there anything else that uh, you want to tell the folks before we break here, as far as, you know, the book, uh, how they might be able to get in, you know, that book online or uh, purchase at a store? So it's only available online at Amazon. Real, real easy. Type in 100-hour pilot. It'll be the book that comes up. And uh, the book's $14.99 if you buy the hard copy, which is a paperback. And then there's also the electronic version. It's uh, $8.99. So love to have you buy the book. If you read it, leave us a review and, and some comments there. That'd be great for other people to enjoy the book. And we'll have a link in the show notes. Of course, if you have any questions for Brian, you can just click on contact here at Stuck Mike Avcast. Send us an email. Send us a message. Uh, but also, Brian, not only are you involved with writing, writing this, we can find you online in other ways, too. And tell us a little bit about what you're doing besides uh, the flying and, and working in the, in the manufacturing construction business. You're doing a podcast also. I sure am. So I'm doing the what's called the Build Your Success podcast. And so when I started off, I was doing lessons, and I still do those occasionally. But most of the time, I'm interviewing leadership, and we're talking about everyday leaders, um, people just like me and you that, that have found some successes and learned. And so we interview those guests on a weekly basis. We put our podcast out on Tuesdays, and so you can find that at the Build Your Success podcast. It's it's on the Apple platform, Google, it's on Spotify. There's about seven or eight different platforms you can find the podcast. Just search for that podcast, and we'd be we'd love to have you be a guest of that as well. well and you actually, Carl, you've been on the, the show. Yeah, I was going to say we had a great time talking about leadership on there, and um, you know, because both my past life and in aviation, I've owned a few businesses, and uh, and also from a flight instructor's perspective, uh, you know, those flight instructors that are listening, it's. You know, you are truly a leader, and you can take away so much. Uh, Build Your Success podcast, good podcast, by the way, and it keeps getting better all the time. 
uh, really enjoyed listening to that. And I also loved reading your book, and we can't wait to see what else you're doing in aviation. So let me ask you that. What's next for you in aviation? You know, I, I really want to get out and meet more people uh, just and be involved in the community. Uh, I've got a relationship with Sun and Fun. I'm doing some volunteering there. I've done some training with them as well for leadership. Um, I hope my, my goal is to save up some money and, and do the instrument rating by the 200-hour mark. So that, that's a goal for me. Well, I'm going to be helping you with that goal. I'm, I'm here. If you have any questions, we're going to definitely go flying. We're right around the corner. So uh, maybe we'll get some photos and maybe put it on, on our YouTube channel. Well, you know, I won't turn down a flight, man. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, once my plane's fixed, we'll go fly, man. We'll go up in yours. But this is the cool thing about the community. We start talking about hanging out with each other at the different airports. And, and that is just, it's so much fun because, like you said, there's all different parts of this community hanging out the hangars, going to the air shows, listening to the people with the jets, going into the fancy FBOs. But we all have that one thing in common that's, that's aviation. Brian, thanks so much for joining us here. And I really appreciate you've been uh, very inspirational as far as the journey, the 100 hour pilot fulfilling a lifelong dream. I highly recommend people listening to that. And thanks again, Brian. Thanks, Carl. Much appreciated. Well, folks, if you're listening right now and you want to know more about this, it's in the show notes. Uh, it's a great book. I read it, The 100-Hour Pilot, Fulfilling a Lifelong Dream. Even if you already have your pilot certificate, read this, and then do me a favor, pass it along to somebody else. You're going to learn more about life, not just flying. Uh, you're going to learn quite a bit about flying in the process and some of the challenges there. But this is something that's been written by somebody who's has a really uh, big, great background in leadership and has learned from this. And we can't wait to see what the next book will be. Folks, we really appreciate your listening. Don't forget, you can find more in the show notes. Forget And uh, go over to our YouTube channel. Check out some of the videos that we're doing. A lot of instructional videos. We have all the different things that we do, even with Aviation Careers Podcast. Uh, but I, what I really want you to do is, is inspire you to get out there. And go fly, go have fun, and and if I know a lot of people can't do anything as far as aviation is concerned, but even with social distancing, that can't stop you from going over to the fence and watching the airplanes take off and land. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next episode, and safe flying out there. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.